Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where Rodeo Meets the Road, brought to you by the Arena Press. Hey Hannah, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you today? I'm good. I'm getting ready to dump this intro and do something different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Throw throw all of our listeners off, maybe. Hey, yeah. But, you know, that's what happens (laughs) when you're on a budget, you know what I'm saying? Jeez. Uh... Is it raining up there? It's uh, thundering and lightning and raining down here. And I don't know if it's right, doing the same up there. Oh, yeah. It's been cloudy and drizzly all day. Yeah. I was able to get my run in this morning without getting rained on. I was a little concerned when I left the house, but I made it all the way back and it never rained. So. Well, you did <laughs> better than me. I didn't, I didn't do any running at all. Uh, that was it. So, a lot of rodeo going on. You know, we just finished up, uh, Sisters finished up uh, just this past weekend. Livermore, there was a lot of rodeo. You know, we are officially in the summer run, and there's rodeo everywhere you look. And, you know, um, I saw that uh, Casey Field, he ended up winning uh, another title in Derby. So, you know, good for Casey. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, there's so much rodeo going on. I mean, the world standings are just shifting constantly. You can look one day and you've got your top 15, and then the next couple days later, you've got somebody that's just completely moved up to the top and moved everything around. So you really don't know who's going to be headed to Vegas when you've got this much rodeo going on and so it's exciting to kind of see those things move around right yeah yeah, i don't even think anybody's even talking about vegas i think they're just you know going day to day and rodeo to rodeo and just trying to you know get that cowboy christmas going on and there's a lot out there and you know even the rookies are going wild you know they're this is their time to shine and you know pick their spots and um pad those accounts and uh it's going to be fun to watch, you know, we're going to, uh, I guess we're going to be going to Prescott here at the end of the month, and, you know, that'll be a good rodeo, I've never been to Prescott, and um, I'm excited to go there, and then, uh, of course, you know, Cheyenne, you know, but, you know, Prescott, Cheyenne, there's 25, 30 rodeos in between those, you know, there's just a lot. Oh, absolutely, it's constant, like you said, we have had lots of rodeo going on lately with Sisters and Livermore. You know, you had Woodwork, Oklahoma, Weatherford. We were just in Cleburne. So it's just constant, and there's lots of meat, lots of money being paid out, too. So that's super exciting. It almost said, it almost sounded like you said there was a lot of meat, and, and that is true. You know, there's a big elephant out there, and everybody's taking a chunk out of it. And, um, yeah. And so today our guest is Tilden Hooper and, um, Tilden, he, you know, he's a, a a star in himself, nine time NFR qualifier. And, but right now he's sidelined with an injury and, um, you know, he's trying to work his way back and, you know, it's an old injury, but it's still an injury. Oh yeah. When you have big injuries like that, you know, you have to take that time eventually to heal up and to rest so that you're able to go back at it 100%. You don't, especially in rodeo, you don't want to be going 
at 50%. And a lot of guys are able to do that for a long time, but eventually it'll catch up. Hey, I go, at, so 50, I I go at 50% all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Very true. And like we said, lots of guys do it all the time and they're able to make it work. But I think what Tilden's doing is going to be really beneficial for him to really get healthy and then go at it hard again. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, bareback riding, I mean, that's just a rough sport to begin with. You know, it's just it's just a bunch of jerking around and throwing down. And ugh, that's, a, that's a rough one. But they're all rough. Heck. Oh, yeah, they're all rough. Um, but bareback, absolutely. That's probably one of the ones that would take the biggest toll on your body, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, let's... Uh, Let's get Hild- uh, Hilden. Let's get Tilden on the line and uh, let's uh, talk to him and see what he's all about. Yeah, Tilden Hooper with us <laughs> on uh, where rodeo beats road. Tilden, I'm glad you uh, decided to uh, spend a few minutes with us on our show. Heck yeah, man! I'm glad you guys uh, wanted to spend a few minutes with me. I'm excited. Yeah, you know, we we're just talking about you know. Unfortunately, you've been out since the NFR. You know, you had a little bit of an injury, a, a reoccurring injury. Um, how's that healing process going for you? It, it, it seems to be going good. I, uh, I've been back in the gym working out for probably two months, eight weeks now, seven, eight weeks now. And uh, anyway, it just kind of started out pretty slow. Like, it's, uh, it's a little frustrating because I've been, you know, I, I was in pretty good shape before the NFR, you know, and then... Uh, now it feels like I'm back doing the same stuff I was doing five or six years ago, but uh, you know it's just just going to be kind of a rebuilding process, and it's all going uh, according to plan so far. Yeah, and so you know, going out with an injury, you know, you you know you're you're one of, you know always been for me, you know, my, one of my favorites to watch out there. Not just because of your hair, but you know because you throw up some big numbers, and uh, you know being out. You know, what is the process for your comeback? What What do you do, you know, besides, you know, your rehab, you know, start getting on, you know, horses? What, you know, what do you do? Tell us what what's that all about. Well, I mean, kind of like I said, it, it starts pretty slow. But, uh, you know, we'll just keep turning it up in the gym every week and uh, just adding a little more and a little more. And once uh, once everything gets a little more solid, I'll, I'll get back on my prayer board regularly, kind of add that into, into my workout process and then we'll kind of work up from there to to getting on some getting on some bucking horses and then i'll i'll be back at the rodeo you know it uh it's it's kind of one of those things that in the past anytime i've had the opportunity to or had i guess an opportunity whatever i look at it like an opportunity but when i've had to sit on the sidelines like this it's always it's always worked out well for me it always comes at a at a time in my life when i probably needed to be home and i also needed to kind of you know, adjusting things and, and get better in some areas and uh, come back stronger. And, you know, that's that's what I plan on doing this time. And it's just it's been no different than, than any of the other, other times I've been injured so far. It's, uh, you know, it seems pretty devastating when it happens. And then I look up a few months later and I'm sitting here with three-month-old twins. And I, I know that uh, there's nowhere else God would rather me be right now I'm with my family and, and helping lighting the load for my life and just making memories with with our kids, you know. And so uh, it's one thing you trade a lot of with rodeo. And so I'm just thankful to have this time with my family and, and time to rebuild, you know, and get better in some areas and come back bigger and better and stronger and 
ready to rock and roll next year. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, something, sometimes things happen for a reason, you know, with, you know, being on the rodeo road, you know, you go here, you go there, you're traveling, this and that. And, you know, something like this happens. And like you said, you know, you get to spend times with the girls and spend time with the wife and, and just reconnect and just, you know, get that quality time. Because, you know, before you know it, those those girls are grown up, you know, and it's like, where did that go? So, you know, I think you have to always have to savor the moment. Oh, 100 percent. I think everything happens for a reason. And I think it's our job to, to make the best out of it. For sure, children. So, I mean, we're talking about your wife and children. Tell us about, um, you know, your support system, not just your wife and your kids, but they are backing you when you are out on the road and, you know, having dad gone for six months out of the year, you know, that's not always easy, but that's, you know, just what these rodeo wives, they just take care of things and they do it. And so... Tell us a little bit about your support system that you have at home when you do get to go rodeo. No, man. I would match mine against anyone. You know, anybody that's doing this, it would be lying if they acted like it was a one-man show. That's for sure. It, uh, it takes a whole team of people, and I, uh, I'm so thankful to, to have the people that I have in my corner. You know, I uh, I grew up in a very with a very supportive family, and, you know, they've they afforded me every opportunity to come out here and, and get started doing this. And, and since then, you know, along with my mom and dad and the people that I grew up around, you know, I've, I've formed a, a, a little little team here, kind of, it seems like, with my wife. And, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, I've got a, a, a trainer, chiropractor, consultant. I don't know. He's my coach. Uh, uh, Sean Scott, the guy I've been working, working with since, since I had – my first, I guess since I had my first neck surgery about a year before that, so in 2011 I met Sean and he helped kind of rehab me through what was going on with my neck then and it, it was it was already a little bit far past the point of no return and so we made it work for another another year pretty much and then I and then he advised me through my surgery and then rehabbed me from it every time I've ever had any kind of injury since then and uh, he's uh, he's been a blessing that's for sure and I. Uh, I couldn't do it without him and, and my wife, you know, take care of things at home. And, and my wife actually got all her personal training certification and stuff. And so, Sean, he's, he's based out of Kingsland, Texas, a few hours down the road. So, Melissa's more or less his, his eyes and ears on the ground. And, you know, Melissa and I have been together for, for six years almost now. And uh, you can definitely look at my career and see that these have been the most productive six years of my career. And, uh, it's just been such a blessing, and, and she does it with such grace and, and style. And in the meantime, we've we've had a had a little boy, now these twins, a little boy and a little girl, and, and she's just aside from being my my right hand and my you know just my everything, she's also became as great of a mom as you could imagine. You know, she just she does so many different things, and and you know I've I've got friends, you know. My best friend, Casey Field, his, his wife, you know, they've been together for long, about as long as we've been rodeoing together. You know, you just watch these rodeo wives do what they do, and it's, uh, it, it's something special, that's for sure. We uh, we get to have all the fun. We get to hear our names called. We get to, you know, be in the arena. We get to ride. We get to we get to do all the fun stuff, and maybe they get to do all the, all the, all the leftover stuff, and uh, they never complain, and they do a great job at it. 
I, I know myself personally, most of the most of the guys I know are super super thankful for them. Absolutely, but you also mentioned your parents. So your dad was a bareback rider too. You started competing when you were you know young and in high school. How did you get started, and what was that process like for you? And you know, when did you really realize that this was what you wanted to do full time and really go hard? Um, you know, yeah, I, I, it's definitely not something I grew up around. I, uh, I, I, I didn't really get interested in, in being a cowboy and, and competing in rodeos and cars in seventh grade, fifth, seventh grade, you know, and, uh, I, I, it basically started. I just, I, I read a bunch of Western novels at the time, a bunch of Lewis Moore novels. And always loved Western movies and watched Eight Seconds and Cowboy Way and Junior Bonner and just all the, all the iconic rodeo movies, and uh, around that same time, the, the PBR was getting to be on TV weekly, you know, and uh, I, I just, I don't know where it came from, honestly. I think it, it started with just the desire to want to be a cowboy and, and kind of live this, this cowboy lifestyle, even not knowing what that meant at the time, you know, uh, and I around about that same time, I found some, some photos of my dad uh, competing and high school and, and, and some professional rodeos here and there. And, you know, he, uh, it, it's almost something I really never knew that much about, I guess. I, I kind of had heard he did it. And then I saw these pictures and it was just kind of the perfect storm of, of me just, you know, kind of falling in love with the idea of, of becoming a rodeo cowboy. I, um, uh, had some friends, a good friend of mine roped calves and still does. And then and I, I got to be friends with a guy around that same time and, uh, named Clayton Williams and, his family was pretty heavily involved in the bull riding and the things. And Clayton was just starting to ride bulls, and uh, you know, I, I just, I, I honestly, I wanted to do that, and my, my mom didn't really have any of it, and uh, so I, I thought I formulated this plan to just start riding bucking horses, just to kind of ease her into the bull riding. And for some reason, she, uh, she took the bait on the bucking horse riding. I don't think she really knew what, what we were getting into, <laughs> but uh, by the time I was you know, 15 or so, I, my dad had built me a spur board and I got his old rig in. He, he, he showed me the basics of, of what I needed to do and just kind of turned me loose on that spur board. And I think thinking I would just kind of lose interest kind of deal. So whacked away on that thing for a few months until finally he decided it was a good idea. It'd be all right for me to get on a bucking horse. And I just, uh, it, you know, I, it wasn't something that came very naturally to me. It wasn't, wasn't easy for me and, and it didn't come very fast it wasn't until probably my junior senior year in high school that I got where I was you know even beginning to become competitive in, in it but for some reason from the very beginning when I first started I just I knew it's what I wanted to do and I was I was prepared to do whatever it took and, and you know I, uh, I I put the work in I, I, I worked at it constantly I, I'd never I, I played all the sports growing up but I just nothing ever took took hold of me like that I guess I never was interested and in, you know I, I did all the other sports but mainly just hang out with my friends and, and just do what, what boys do you know and my sister was a really good athlete and uh but she was really passionate with with the softball and the volleyball and she worked at it and so when I finally did find something that uh that I, I was passionate about I, I went all in and I, I knew how to work at it I, I my, my family instilled a 
strong work ethic in us, and uh, they they told us the truth. You know, anything's possible if you're willing to willing to put in the effort and the work and willing to give it everything you got. That's uh, it, it. Seemed crazy for a long time, but then whenever it clicked, it, it started happening pretty fast. Around my senior year and first year in college, everything started going real fast, and uh, it's uh, it's just been a dream come true, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. And you know, the rest is history. You know, nine-time NFR qualifier. Um, I was out at Hood County Stampede a couple weeks ago. You know, in it was 36 bareback riders out there, and, you know, you were saying you were out there. How did it feel to be out there but not competing? You know, you got to have that in you to where it's like, man, I wish I, I could be out there with those boys. But uh, what would you think about that event? Um, it, it's a great event. I, uh, Wes Stevenson, him and his wife, Francis, have, have a lot to do with that. And uh, Wes actually taught the first bareback school that I, I ever really went to by the time I was about a junior in high school. And... West was traveling with Will Lowe and uh, Thomas Farland and Roy Ford at that time, and I mean, at that time they were the they were the best guys going down the road. I mean, they they pulled up and they were all winning money. And I'd seen them on TV, and they had this rodeo school at Chase Smith there in Athens, Texas. And uh, my buddy's dad, Jerry Williams, was just like, you know, tell them this is where you where you need to be. You need to go learn from the from the very best guys in the world. And uh, I. I saved up some money and went to that rodeo school and if i didn't know before that weekend that this is what i wanted to do for a living <laughs> I, I danced it after uh those guys were, were awesome they just they treated me like one of their own and uh i, I wasn't very good then either <laughs> they uh they just man they i just saw the camaraderie between all those instructors there and just you know listen to their stories and all that i just knew like whatever it took i was ready to do it yeah for sure and that was uh I was 17, 16, 17 then, and I was 20 whenever I qualified to the NFR with all those guys for the first time. So it was uh, it was quite a ride. So to see West now after his career going on and, and putting on events like this and, and having success and bringing a bringing a world class show to Granbury because that, that's what it was. You know, you had yeah. world number one in the bear record, and Lake Barry was there. Uh, you know, a bunch of the top guys were there. It was, it was a great bear record. Standing there watching wasn't my favorite thing to do, but uh, you know it's fun to see your friends and all that. And it's, uh, yeah. It definitely makes you realize how fortunate you are to get to do it when you have the chance. Yeah, and you know you've been in the game for just a little bit, and looking at the rookies that are bareback riding this year, that's a pretty tough bunch of rookies that are coming up. Um, you know, Dean Thompson, yeah. you know, Kenyon Hayes, and that group what do you think about this group of guys coming out of their rookie season oh man it's exciting they're all they're all good guys they uh they're all craving it man you can tell they they all put in the work and they're all they're reaping the benefits of it now and uh you know you you see these guys i've, I've seen a lot of new guys throughout the course of 16 years of, of doing this you know and uh this is an exciting bunch of guys there's no doubt about it like it's uh you know you're usually going to get 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 one guy every year that you're like oh man that, that's that's really something sometimes too you know but it's a it's a deep class of guys right now that can really ride and i uh big big dean thompson fan keenan's doing a great job they, they're solid on all different kinds of horses and uh they're just they're all maturing and they're riding around about the same time and it's uh it's going to make for a for a tough rookie race it looks like 
Yeah, not only the rookie race, but just the world standings. Ken and I were talking about, you know, right now we're right in the middle of the summer run. We're about to hit Cowboy Christmas. So we're just right in the middle of all these rodeos. They're paying a lot of money. But, like, when you're rodeoing, you know, you're in this summer season and there's so much going on. The, the world standings are constantly just moving and being shaken up. So is that something, you know, when you're rodeoing, are you looking at the standings regularly? And or is that something you just kind of have to push out to the side and say, I'm going to go rodeo and then whatever happens, happens. And if I end up in Vegas, great. But what's kind of your thought process on that? I think mine personally is kind of a mixture of the of the two, and it's it's varied over the course of sixteen seasons. You know, I know it's insane, and uh, it's depending on where you're at in the world standings, it's 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 more more nerve wracking than 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 not to look at it sometimes. But uh, I personally I always keep an eye on it, but I'm I you know I'm realistic in the fact that I I, I know that it doesn't really mean anything until after the tenth round of the NFR. You know, I. Uh, <laughs> I, I I like you know I've had all sorts of different kinds of seasons and ways of making that far and you know I've come in fifteenth and I've went in first and I've went in damn near every spot in between honestly and uh, some years you you know you look at the world standings and you're like you know you're like Layton and and Keenan and Rocker and and Casey Field and you've got a forty fifty thousand dollar jump on everyone and it's uh you know, you would think that's a relaxing feeling, but really it just makes you want to take advantage of it, you know. But I think, you know, since the pay increase in, in Vegas, especially over the last 10 years or 8 years or whenever it was ago, uh, you're not going to win a world championship if you don't go out there and have success. There's no amount of of gap you can put between you and the next guy that's going to make that any less easy or any less hard. You know, you go out there and whoever, you know, you're going to have to win out there to win world championships. So my thought process is always just, you know, trying to get, trying to go in as high as I can, but also I, I spend the year training for that basically because you're not going to, you're not going to win a gold bubble without going out there and kicking some ass. And so I kind of take the whole season as a, as a time to get ready for that really. And, and, you know, hopefully go in in the top five, you know, because I, uh, at the NFR, the top five guys get to go last and, whether it should or shouldn't make a difference, I think it does, and I think most people would agree that it's better to be out later around in a judge's event. And uh, so, I mean, but mainly you're just trying to get there. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals where you're going to get good horses at different times of the year where, you know, like like Rocker Steiner had a pretty pretty hot first few rodeos of the year and then, and then look like wasn't drawing much and not going to a lot of rodeos, just wasn't getting a lot of opportunities. And then you you look now over the last two, three weeks, he's been getting the horses and he's been taking advantage of them. And that's what these guys are going to do throughout the year. They're just going to, you're going to get, you know, Lane Berry can't miss right now. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a hell of a good feeling, but it can always change. And Layton knows that. So he's just trying to take advantage of every opportunity that's right there in front of him. And then, you know, you had Cole Reiner who, a week or so back wasn't even in the top 15 and then he's probably won 20,000 in the last two weeks so things change really fast and I think the main thing is to keep keep your eye on the prize and, and just take it one horse at a time is kind of the way I do it 
Absolutely. So we're talking about all these guys in their seasons coming up, but what does the rest of the year look like for you? I mean, I know obviously you're healing up, you're working out, but you also did some commentating at the American. Um, you own your own landscape and irrigation company. I'm sure you'll be going to support your buddies and stuff where you can, but what does this the rest of this year look like for you as you get ready for next year? Um, you know, I, I'm definitely it. So it's, it's kind of looking like I'm I'm trying to take advantage of this time and and position myself as as best I can for whenever this this whole little man stops, you know. And uh, I've had some, some unique opportunities come in front of me this year. And I the landscaping business you're talking about, I I sold all of it right before COVID actually, and uh, you know, so got out of that at a, at a really good time and. Then I've just been rodeoing for the last few years, and then over the course of the last six, eight months, I've had an opportunity to go in business with a guy and start a uh, drone inspection business, doing methane gas inspections with drones and various different drone solutions. And uh, so we've just been I've, been, I've had my head down working on that as much as I can and trying to learn as much as I can about that industry and learn as much as I can from my partner about starting a business and doing these things. And... Uh, you know, I just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm as much as I hate it, I'm here for a reason right now, and I need to take advantage of it. And I've, I've seen these opportunities come up in front of me, and I, I just jumped on them. You know, the American, uh, that was, that was awesome. That was, I mean, obviously I'd way rather have been riding, but a close second was getting to be behind the mic and call to action why, why, you know, one of my best friends wins the fair wreck riding. You know, and so. It, it was fun, and it was a fun opportunity, and I, I would love the opportunity to do more of that as as that comes, you know. And so I learned a lot from that and, and hopefully get better. And, you know, if I get the opportunity to do it again, do a better job. And uh, I, I love rodeo. I, there's, there's no doubt about it. I uh, I mean, I got into this as a rodeo fan, and I'm, I'm still a big rodeo fan. So, you know, I never want to get too far away from the sport, but I'm also trying to kind of win at something else right now with this drone business and uh, the timing's perfect. I'm here. I've got the opportunity. You know, God put a, put a guy in my life who's got years of business experience under his belt already and so I'm just trying to keep my eyes and ears open and learn as much as I can and uh, like I said, just, just get going and get to winning at something else right now. Man, Tilda. You know, we just appreciate you give us a, a little minute, a little time out of your day to be on our show where rodeo meets the road. Um, I know all of your fans are going to be rooting for you when you do come back, you know, and um, we just wish you all the bu- all the luck and, you know, a speedy recovery. Man, I appreciate it, and I've enjoyed this one you great interview with Tilden boy you know he's a top-notch guy nine-time NFR qualifier you know he's on the road to recovery hopefully we'll see him soon back in that pen doing what he does best um yeah be sure to follow us on Facebook TikTok Instagram the arena press go to our website for more stories from the PRCA and PBR at thearenapress.com Guys, we'll see you next time on Where Rodeo Meets the Road.